Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi, everybody. It's been a while. Welcome back to all the listeners. And uh, we have a great show today. And uh, before we start into our show with Vincent Zandri, because I have so many, I don't do questions that everybody knows, I don't write them, but I got a list here of just topics because um, it's going to be a really interesting show. And I'm back to the basics. A good story is a good story. And that was the name of my show right when I started, like 14 years ago. And this is why I'm going to be bringing you shows that really matter about things for authors. You know, all the information that authors really need to know that they don't hear from other other people. And so today's guest will definitely be telling you what you what you need to know. All right, and I'll just say one thing before we start. Uh, Shirley Vernick will be on Thursday. I'm having another show this week. And she'll be on 4 Eastern, 3 Central, 2 Mountain, and 1 Pacific because I know sometimes people get screwed up with the times. And if you should miss a show, all the shows are on iTunes and Demand. So right after the show is over and the links are good for years and years and years. I saw some of my links from 10 years ago, so they're out there. So anyway, I want to welcome Vincent. How are you? This has been a long, hey, Marcia. Long, a short summer. Marcia, Marcia, short Marcia. summer. That's right. <laughs> people can't, people it has can't been a short say summer. that. <laughs> people cannot. I know, it has been a short summer. It's been, yeah. and the weather you know in upstate New York it was has. awful. Yep. You know, it really has been. And, you know, but um, I want to let you talk a little bit about so many of the things that you do, and then we'll get on to all the, I mean, I, the YouTubes are great that you, I mean, I really, I'm, every time I see one, I'm listening to it, and I'm sharing it, because I think what you tell people is what they need to know. And you are a successful oh, author good. telling them that. So tell uh, everybody just a little bit about where you are, because you have so many I mean, you have a ton of books, and you've got awards, and you're independently published, and you're, you know, and you also have traditional publishers. So you've gone the whole gamut yep. of everything. Yes, I have. Uh, yeah, it, uh, I started. You know, I had been looking for um, some sort of outlet, like a YouTube type outlet, for um, like well over a year, even before COVID started, I think. And uh, so that all right, so going on two years or whatever, but. Um, yeah. And I tried a bunch of things and it failed. And then I asked several people like, oh, you want to like, you know, join, you know, you know, come together for a, uh, you know, partner up for a podcast or something like that. And everybody's like wishy-washy and all this. And I'm not yeah, wishy-washy. Right. You know, I'm right. like man of action. I want to I do it. Right. And uh, so, so uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it comes down to that thing like where you got to DIY, do it yourself. And yeah. so eventually it came up like, I'm always, you know, like I'm not just um, a writer 
and and I'm not just um, and I don't just publish and you know and all those things. I'm also a fan of it, you know, and just because. Yeah. I really love the writer's life. You know, like I love the freedom that goes with it, the, the ability to yeah, travel. Yeah, I do too. And, I do too. Yeah, it's, it's right. just a great. I mean, if you really love writing, this is, you know, you can tell you like it. I mean, even though you're saying things that are wrong with this, you love writing. And it's it's your life. I love it. It's your right. life. It's my whole life. And so, like, I thought, okay, I'll start something called The Writer's Life, which doesn't, you know, I don't, I'm not teaching people how to write, and I'm not teaching people how to how to do X, right. Y, and Z, or how to get an agent, or any of those things. Right. Those are for <laughs> other channels, you know. I'm yeah. not, you know, right. I, I'm. T- I, this is more like the philosophy and just the actual right. nuts and bolts of being, you know, what it's like to be a writer and travel and all those sorts of things. And um, you're gonna get from me like the stuff you're not gonna get from like the major like trades like Publishers Weekly. You're going to get right. um, the truth, really, about what the process is all about, you right. know, both right. traditionally and independently. And, I, and and that is the way, and that is what people need to hear. I mean, everybody could say there's a, they're a writer, but they're they're not a writer if they don't think about it 24 hours a day. Because most writers that really right. write think about it, and you have your characters in your head, your life. Yep. You know, like you see something and you go, oh, this is for this is about this character. Whenever I'm watching even TV, I know you're not a big fan of TV, but you know when you watch TV, mm-hmm. I see somebody say something and I go, oh, and it just brings to mind something about my character, so then I make a note on it. Right. Because I am constantly exactly. thinking about it. And, you know, I think right. your YouTube, I think, um, you know, it's, I mean, the gate, let's just talk about, okay, the gatekeepers, how you call them, which is really what it right. is. You know, I was right. a traditional agent from the WGA, and that is what they are. They're gatekeepers, you know, and right. you can't get in. And even right. if you get in, they're not your best friend. <laughs> they're definitely not your no, best friend. No, they're not. They're they're yeah, no, your agent and your publisher is your best friend until they're not. Yes. Right. And, and um, <laughs> right. it's, it's, a, it's a business for them. And more recently, you know, I have, I don't know, I have everybody, I have like eight publishers, you know, uh, medium to, 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 to the largest. You know, I'm talking Thomas and Mercer, I'm talking Dell, yes, Delacorte, um, yeah. Blackstone Audio, like all those. And, and you, I mean, you've sold a lot of books. So it's not just yeah, about you don't a million know what you're at talking about. Yeah. yeah. Right, about a million at this point. It's good. Um it's wonderful. Which which yeah, yeah. And um you know, I'm starting to realize that you know, the older I get, the more and more I realize that um a lot of these publishers are just going after a rights grab, an intellectual property rights grab. Yeah. And yeah. so w- when that sort of clicked in my head, I started saying, "Well, you know what? I'm going to ramp up Fair Media, that's my company." And I'm going to write, I'm going to come up with 100 intellectual properties. That's my goal, right? Um, yeah. On my own <laughs> within the year. It, it's a big goal. And, and that could be either a full novel, it can be just a 20-page 20, right. 20 short story, or it can be an 80-page novelette or novella, which I seem to be doing a lot of lately. It only takes yes. me a week to write something like that. Yes, and, that's and what uh, I'm so going to talk just, about that later, too. That, that one, that's important. Yeah. So I've just been like really, really like almost in the publishers, which, which some of these guys are my friends too, don't forget. But, um, but I have just been in their faces, like just typical Vince Zandri, like doing it my way or the highway, you know, I think that's a good thing. I think it is too. And I hope people find it refreshing because, um, if I were to just rely on the traditional end of publishing, 
I'd have to have a job. You know, I'd have to at least yeah. be teaching uh, right. because I wouldn't, I, I would only have one book a year come out, you know, and they, you know, and, uh, you know, so, you know, if this that, is the way I'm playing that, it. If that, if that, if that, some of them have right. uh, two if, weeks, you know, two months, two years intervals, and that's what's bad, right. you know, and the thing is now, because people, you know, I know you said in one, one of your vid- videos that you're impatient, and, you know, a lot of writers right. are impatient, and so you can see your work done. Once you've done it yourself inter- in- independently, you can see your books out in a month or so, and that's it. You get the cover, you get an editor, you get it out there, right. and then you can start marketing it, and you cannot do that no matter who, who doesn't matter who the traditional publisher is. It makes no difference. Right. You're not we, getting it out. Right. We put out, I put out over the course of the summer, about 10, um, 10 novelettes, about, you know, um, 50 pages. I call them short thrillers. And that's aside from writing a couple, three novels. But, um, but last week, um, I told my editor, who's on my payroll, um, I'm like, put it all together. We're putting together a major collection, 350-page collection. Put, like, oh, seven or eight idea. stories in there. Great and idea. She, she, got it, she got it done over the weekend. With a cover, and it's going to be in paperback, paper, and audio. And, like, that whole thing happened within a matter of days. Not weeks, not months, not years. Right, right. And it's your own anthology. And it's your own anthology. And, you know, I noticed something. Yep. Yeah, I've noticed something that a lot of times now on the TV that they're picking up now, it, they were calling it anthologies because a lot of these series are – and right. that's what they're calling them now. So, I mean, this is something for the what you're writing now to go to Hollywood because this is episodes that they can do. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and in fact, I'm, you know, I, I, I got into the Kim DeVella thing for a little bit, earned some bonuses there, but I also started putting, not only do I contribute to Substack almost every day with a, with a mini, with a mini blog, um, but and it's tied into the writer's life. But I also um, started serializing some fiction on Substack, um, and Substack's connected, like directly connected to my um, nine thousand, I think nine thousand uh, person subscriber list. So uh, that's like another opportunity out there, you know. Uh, what is what Substack? I, I saw, I heard you mention that a few times. What is that Substack? Yeah, you're gonna have to see my new video today, which will go up in about a half an hour or so. Okay. Um, oh, you're going to say it's, that? It's going to talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, it's another. It's an. It's 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 yet another platform similar to Medium. Mm-hmm. Um, only the difference is um, people. Can, you can not only give away content for free, but you can um, ask people to join a special subscriber list where they pay maybe um, uh, uh, five bucks a month or something like that for special content. Oh, that's content. good. That's great. Yeah, and even if you don't do that. You could put links. They will allow links at the bottom of your post. Oh, that's great. That will lead them to that's your good. website and to, to books that are on sale or something like that. So you get paid that way too. But um, I haven't. I'm 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 a newbie to Substack. So like I'm right now. I'm just going to concentrate on maybe giving them free content for say six months or so, and then I'll start asking for. Uh, um, so right. paid subscriptions. Right. Let me ask you. So you talked about Vela for a second. So, what what's your feeling on it? I mean, now I mean we I've talked we've talked about this when it, before it even came out. So what yeah. do you, what's your feeling about Vela? Um, at first, I thought you know um, I could see right away that it's it's an excellent platform for fantasy writers and readers. 
Yeah. Um, also, romance writers and readers mm-hmm. um, who are used to that type of thing. I'm not so much in the mystery suspense vein yet, but I yeah. did get some headway with it, make some headway with it, and like I earned like a bonus of 150 bucks or something like that, which is right. was a little Money. bit of an unexpected. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then like I earned another bonus of like 11 bucks or something, but like what I don't like about it is they lock your story up for like three months or something like that, you know, and uh, you're, you're probably inevitably better right now. um, If you're a mystery suspense thriller writer, you're probably better. And and if you're prolific, uh, you're probably better off sticking with um, um, the, you know, the tra- if I if I can say right, so, right. Uh, yeah, because the traditional three months, independent three months is, <laughs> Yeah, three months is a hold-up time that you might not want. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just it okay. kind of locks your thing in there, and uh, so not that I'm not going to use it still, but uh, but yeah. there's actually a lot of opportunities out there for serialization. You don't just have to stick to Bella. There's right, there's, right. There's no, quite, I want quite you know, a, quite so a on few. the shorter books that you've done, the novellas and everything. Uh, are you thinking of doing those in audiobooks? Because, I mean, I love audiobooks, and I, I don't oh, yeah. think it's a bad thing. I, because I think if you do a short audiobook, I think people will like that. Yeah, they well. Just, they um, adjust the price. They adjust the price on Audible, I think, you know, to how many, you know, what, right. So Because in my children's books, they're less money. So I think, right. you know. Audio, I mean, I think that's a great thing because people could listen to it, like if right. they're, let's say, driving to work and when they go to work instead of Zoom but, right. or whatever at home. But right. it's, when they're short, I think people like that. I, I would like that. Then you're done. Right. Well, you know, like, it's just a story. Right. Like, I, like I said, the collection um, my editor just put together, that all those stories will will, will um, will go in audio. That book will go in audio. Okay. So all the stories okay. will be will, – but my yeah. – the the guy the guy who normally reads my stuff for audio and audible and all this yeah. Andrew Wireland he's for him he says it's not worth the time or the money to um do a short story it it's got to be like 60,000 words for and for well, both of us they, to make I don't money think, so well, I don't know I don't exa- exactly agree on that because I know it's hard to do it right. but this might be good for some of the people that are narrators that don't have that aren't doing it full time because it's a it's a hard job sure. narrating. Yeah. It yep. takes a long but time. But this is it does well. This is just that's yeah. Then that's this is just the way I work it out with him. And yeah, you know, right, right. Um, but I'm sure eventually I, they'll figure something out on it because I do think short stories people would like that. You know, uh, because oh, sometimes I, I they agree. just don't I feel like a Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I firmly agree, and that's why when this collection comes out, it'll be good because. You can listen to one story on your way to work, right. you know, listen to another exactly. one on the way home or whatever. Yeah. 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 So I think those, I mean, there are, you know, you say that, and I agree with the fact that there are so many outlets. Years ago, people did not, you know, they threw out, they put their manuscripts out, they sent it to an agent, they sent it to publishers, and then they threw it in a drawer. Yeah. No, they don't have to do that. You know, they can no. really make a career for themselves of writing, and they don't even know they can't. Because they're not oh, listening to the right people, you know. You really have to pay attention to people that have done this for years, and t- like yourself, and talk. That's why I do my show because I know all these people out there. They don't know what to do. You don't. You don't wake right. up one day and know all this. You have to learn this over years and years of trying different things to know what works. And now they have right. so well, much he, open yeah. to them. Yep. And here's the thing: um, people don't realize it, but 
um, there was a time you could make a living in traditional publishing. You cannot yeah. make a living in traditional publishing no. anymore. You just no. can't, you cannot do it. Even if you're getting $200,000 advances, you're not, you're just not going to do it. And, right. um, yeah. it, it, it's, it's impossible, but on the independent side of things, you can definitely make a nice living. Yeah, no because, and you it. can do what you want. You can get an audio right. book. You can do what you want. I mean, because they make the the publishers make the decisions, and if you don't do a certain amount of selling, you might not get an audio book. You might not get a paperback. You might not get things that right. you want. But you have control when you are doing it yourself. That's right. And and Amazon and, uh, will help I them. Think... Amazon helps. If you if you call Amazon right. and you have some issues, they will find you a department that can help you. Right. Yep. So oh, I yeah. think people and don't realize that. digital, the whole bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, you I, have two digital. You know, yeah. Um, you know, um, I think at this point, um, if I sign, if I sign um, traditional contracts, um, probably from, I mean, I haven't really announced it yet, but um, I'm sort of announcing it now, I guess. But I think <laughs> 2020, I have traditional contracts going out to about 2023. But I think from that point forward, unless I'm going to get yeah. like sixty or seventy thousand dollars for one book with limited yeah. limited right rights periods, yeah. um, like of say five years or so, um, yeah. I probably won't sign another contract. Yeah. And, and I even think then, the is good. part yeah. of limited, yeah, yeah and limited I, work. And even then, part of the reason part of the reason is just to get the uh, um, the the trade attention for reviews and uh, movie attention, things like that. But even yeah. It, even uh, the even the uh, producers now are looking at a lot of independent stuff. So they are looking at a ton of independent stuff, and you know there are some sites that look for scripts. And I, you know, and I told Eva, there's a few contacts that I've had over the years, and I keep saying to them, just put out for books because no matter who writes the script, they're going to change it. So they might as well just buy oh, yeah. the book rights and they might as well do right. what they want with it because they're not going to like whatever, you know, I'm a script writer too. So, I mean, they're not going to like, you know, it is different when you write a book and a script. So if they buy the rights to the book and do their own script, there'll be so many movies that will be excellent. Because Absolutely. they don't like the scripts anyway. They don't like the scripts. They go, this no. is wrong, that's no. wrong. Well, then they can do it themselves. They hire from within, and that's the end of it. And then the story gets out, and the person makes money yep. that has the book. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. Just got, we just got I, called. Um, I, I have a book. I have a novel coming out from Suspense Publishing in, next year. And uh, we just got a call. It, it was just announced at Publishers Lunch, and uh, we just got, we got a call from one producer in New York City that wants to read it and uh but we don't you know there's no pdf or galley yet it's too early and all that stuff and yeah and and like the professionals were saying well we we need to polish the manuscript first before we hand it to any publishers and i'm or to any producers and i'm like nonsense that they they could give a shit like yeah right how good you know like they just want to know they just want to read the idea and, they and want to know it. if the idea is good and if they can sell it yeah. to, to you know to people that will be actually producing it, giving them money. It's all about the money. That's, that's, that's what all they care about. about. Yeah. That's right. And yep. and right. And there's yep. so many movies being made now. There really are. There's a lot and a lot of and a lot of the people before, such as all the actors. Years ago, they used to have you have to be a WGA signatory, which is why I became that because we, I did mostly right. screenplays. And they wouldn't look at anybody's, but now they are because they want their own projects. 
So right, I think right, it's right. open much more, you know, and I get, I've had a lot of options, you know, but you never know, one will do it, you know, and that's what I'm looking right. for is one, you know, and that's why I put yeah. a lot of my scripts in books because I think people pay attention to the books more than the scripts right. these days. I mean, I think so. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. you know, there's, there's yeah, a lot of and, and do. And there's, you know, with the, uh, there's so many, again, almost like publishing, there's so many opportunities out there now. Okay, so you're, um, I'm going to let this down the list here that I think is important, okay? Because I like some of the sure. things that you've said. All right, people go like, oh, where am I going to find an idea? What if this idea is not good? Okay, so you say you need a title. That's a good idea. Yeah, well, just pick the title and make um, a story for the title. Right. This is right. This isn't my idea. This is actually Dean Wesley Smith's idea. He calls it writing in the dark. He's a very popular. Uh, I like writing. Um, in the, I, think, I think that's a good way to write. It's, yeah. it, a lot of writers write that way. Yeah, and uh, they just do it. I was what I was trying to convey is like you don't need an outline. You don't need a specific idea. Right. You can train yeah. your your brain and your body to just sit down and write write a story. Yeah. All you need to yeah. all you need is uh, and not even this sometimes. All you need is a title. And uh, yeah. boom, you can go. And like uh, Harlan Ellison used to do this experiment. Well, it wasn't an experiment. He used to put on like almost like a show, like at a bookstore. Um, someone would hand him an envelope with a title in it. And oh. he had to sit there without <laughs> yeah. without getting up and write the whole short story. And oh, wow. uh, even with people, people standing around him trying to trip him up and all this sort of stuff. And uh, as he was done with each page, he'd paste it up on the wall. And uh, he'd finish it, like, within an hour, hour and a half, something like that. And uh, he'd prove that you don't need an outline. There was nothing magical about the process. It was just that goes, a, it along, was a, that goes along with your theory of uh, the fact of we go over each sentence too many times. I, Way too many I particularly times. like when you talk about that because as authors we go, because the reader isn't going to be reading the same sentence 20 times. No. No, way too many and, times. And, and we all sit there and go like, is this good or that good? I mean, for me, it's an issue a lot of times because I started as a script writer, and the fact is that every line mattered. But in a book, every line does not matter because they're going to no, skim over. You know, they're not going to do it the same way. So right. talk and a little I would, bit about would, that for would, people. Yeah, because I think sure. that's important. And I, I would hope at this point that, like, even my first draft sentences are pretty darn good. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, right. So yeah, at like, your point, yes. It, at your point, yeah. I I think you know, like I, as I go over stuff, like I'll I'll write a first draft and I'll edit as I go, and yeah. then when it's done, I'll go over it again, and then maybe uh, I'll go over it again, and then it goes to my editor, and uh, yeah. I'm done. I'm on the I'm automatically on to the next thing. Because overwriting can kill you. I mean, it real, overwriting ruins oh, the story in a lot of ways, and I. I myself make that mistake because overwriting, it really does. Because usually the initial thoughts that you come out with are pretty good. And then once you start right. thinking them over, then that's when all the bad changes happen, <laughs> I think, sometimes. That's right. I had, yeah, and it happens on, on the biggest of levels. At, at uh, I had yes. one book in particular, I'm not going to say what it is, and um, at uh, Thomas and Mercer, that uh -huh. and they brought in a fairly fairly well known editor um, to work with the acquiring editor, and she just, you know, I'm not going to use the f bomb, but she no, effed right, the whole right. thing up. Yeah. But she really yeah. did. She effed it all, you know, and and yeah. uh, and then the acquiring editor left before the book was published, and it just, it was like a mess. But yeah. um, 
It and is a mess. Like, it could I, be a big mess. I, yes, I, it could be a big mess, and it right. could really emotionally scar a new author for sure. Oh yeah, of anything. That, well, yep. That, it, the exact same thing happened to me with my very first book. They yep. gave me they gave mid six figures at Delacorte. And the whole yeah. publishing company fell apart. Editors left. Um, the book yeah. was orphaned. The product was terrible. Like the cover uh. was awful. The whole bit. Mm. And so uh, it wasn't until I got my rights back and republished it with uh, uh, another company that it sold like a yeah. hundred thousand units, like right, within right. four exactly. weeks. Yeah. See that's yeah. the thing. And I, I, yeah. They they used they changed the title on me. It was awful. I went back to the original title, much better. You know, like yeah. so. I yeah. can't. The point. The point of this is, I can't wait to get the rights back to the particular book I was just speaking of because right. I'm right. going to put yeah. it right back yeah. to its old old right. shape. Exactly. It's old exactly. form. You know, I think a lot of times people don't realize one thing that I, I definitely know. Editors, a lot of them. I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them do not have imagination like people think they do. And sometimes they shouldn't be editors of fiction. If they were editors of nonfiction, they should not be an editor of fiction sometimes because they don't have imagination and they go into rules that don't apply in fiction. And certainly now everything is different because you can just write and, and even the sentences, the sentence structure is different than it used to be. You know, where did you ever yeah, have like sure. two words in a sentence? Now you can't, but you didn't used to be yeah, able to do course. that. You know, there was a whole yeah. book, you know, the elements of style or whatever. You have to follow that. Oh, yeah, right. And, you know, and, and who follows that now? You just kind of write the story. But those are the things yeah. that have changed. And But people, that some of the editors have not. And they need to move on, some of these editors. I, You know, I've had the same editor for years, and, you know, he knows my style, and that helps, too. So right. you, you work with the same oh, editor sure because, yeah, I think they know who you are and they know how you write. Yep. But And sometimes they can ruin it, too, for you, bad, you know. And right. You, my, and, and, yeah. I was just going to say, my um, my personal editor um, knows me so well that she can, like, she can add a sentence here or there or, or just – she can work magic with it, and you would never know the book was edited ever. She just thinks I know. I, how yeah. well she knows that's my good, writing at good. this point. That's really good. Yeah. Right, exactly. They're, an editor is supposed to make it better because they make they just fix turn the words around and change, but they don't change your story. Once they start changing right. the story, forget it. It's not your story anymore. It's, it's somebody else's. That's absolutely right. You know, and that's that absolutely can be right. Bad. Yeah, and yep. and then if you you know okay, and the other or here's another thing that people this is important though, I really like the one you talk about fear, okay, right. because I think the fears can ruin it for authors. So you have a thing sure. about fear to work with it. Yep, um, because you know, and this probably stems back to twenty some odd years ago when. Delacorte fell apart and like I was orphaned and like had, I was afraid to like let a manuscript go after that. I would go over it and go over it and go over it and go over it and go over it. And it it was literally debilitating. And I probably at the time had some sort of OCD. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you You could get this. I remember. I I get it. I totally get it. Right. Even, yeah. I mean, even my sons to this day, um, we'll say like, Dad, remember when you wrote that book over and over and over and over and over again? We thought you were crazy, <laughs> and uh, I was like, because I was, you know. And uh, I know. Um, Trust me, I it get wasn't. It. I yeah, it wasn't until a few years ago that I was like, you know what? 
Um, I think I could put out a novel a month, and I think I can put out like a novella a week, a short story in a day. And uh, yeah. I think uh, that's the way I'm going to start. That's the way I'm going to go. And I'm going to have yeah. I'm on a, I'm doing I'm doing this four year plan, where like I want like 250 intellectual properties in my own stable because more is better, right? Right, Marsha? Yep. More is better. More is better. And, more is and, better. It, it's true. And and even though it blows the heads up of traditional publishers when I say things like that, yeah, well, um, you, you know, um, my readers my readers love it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. My 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 most my most dedicated readers love it. So you know. Yeah, and that's I think the way it's okay, be. And, and the other thing is because you also talk about okay, which is a killer for a lot of people is reviews. You right. know, you don't read your reviews and you don't care about it. No. And no, that, this is this is the worst thing that, for a new author or even a, a, a seasoned author, right? When yeah. someone it does, and they don't even finish the book, which is really bad. I mean, you know, mm. I mean, this, it's the most horrible thing when somebody doesn't finish your book and they give you a review. That's disgusting. It's wrong, right? Because yep, there's a absolutely. beginning, middle, and end. And unless you do all right. read all three, how do you know how the story ends and if it's a good story? Yeah, and, and a lot of those people are just miserable trolls. Yeah, you know, yes. Call a spade a spade, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, they're just they're, they're just miserable yeah. miserable trolls yeah. sitting in their underwear yeah. in their parents' basement, you yeah. know, and yeah. uh, they're just miserable. They're, and they're trying nice. to be they're trying they're trying to be relevant, and uh, they they just suck. So uh, I, because you know even writing, why, a, you know even writing a bad book is hard. <laughs> it's hard for the person yeah. to write a bad book, even you know. It's yeah, hard. I mean, I mean, and it's not just limited to the. Uh, to the amateur reviewers too, I got a, a recent review from Publishers Weekly that was way out of bounds wrong, and yeah. uh, they had they've always been good to me. But uh, I don't know. I felt as though that the review they gave me for this particular book was political, politically yeah. motivated somehow. Because that's, well, that's not I'm, good. It's <laughs> really yeah. Good. I'm kind of, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of kind of outspoken about my um, libertarian side of things and whatever. Yeah. And like clearly, yeah. this whoever the reviewer was went out of his or her way to be snotty. And I was like, oh, come on. You know, like, this well, book is right. great. And, yeah. you know, they're supposed I'm, to be impartial, but they're not. You know, uh, I think that yeah. that's, the, you know, like, I know, like, someone like Fran Lewis, she reads the book, you know, and that's the good thing. You sure, know, she and, does. Yeah, and yeah. she reads it. She knows her author. She knows what they write. She knows what they're capable of. And she reviews them in a fair way. And if she, she's right. always said this, if she doesn't like someone's book, she doesn't put a review out. You know, right, which I think is really nice. I do too. Yep. I think that's the right way to do because yep. if you have nothing nice to say, then don't say it. If it's really, right. I mean, it's not any. It's really. It can really ruin a person's mental state. And and I know a lot of writers have stopped writing. I had tons of writers. Right. I had a lot of writers. I was doing this for ten, fifteen years, and they were right. a lot of them wrote books, and I couldn't get their work published. They were new people, but they were such good writers, right. and they just, right. well, you know, because they had so many rejections. I mean, I had a lot of rejections, so I think. Yeah, Once you so. have a lot of rejections, I think it's good for you mentally because then you just right. move on and go. And every time I got a bad rejection, I would, it would make me stronger, you know. And I think right. Some, right. sometimes you need some bad, you know, rejections from people because you can't get everything. Right. You know, if it comes too smoothly, right. this career doesn't come too smoothly. You know, it can't. Right. You know. Right. And, and I, I think, think it's better. I think, well, remember, remember those days like you'd go to the mailbox and – See oh, yeah. your returns, your, the stories that I were returned, and, and, <laughs> right, and if and if the uh, 
Yeah, and if the editor wrote a note on, on the rejection yeah. slip, he's considered yeah. it a, a success. Um, but it was. And I think it was a good thing. It was right. a good thing. Right. It this was, might be a topic you know, for uh, right. This might be a topic yeah. for the writer's life, but a lot of people say um, a lot of just traditional writers, you know, strictly traditional, will say like, yeah. "There's, you know, like you you need the traditional system. You need to be, uh, you know, the independent. Being an independent is no good because you you've never experienced experienced rejection, and that's nonsense because if you have if you have the right editor, if you have a very good editor, I know my editor will come back to me and say, this is garbage. You can't put this yeah, out. Yeah, um, so that's a rejection. Or or the fans alone, you, you won't succeed. You know, you won't yeah, succeed at right, all. Exactly. They'll, they'll, they'll reject it because the fans you're selling to are like, this is this is garbage, you know. Right. So you'll get rejected. Right, they know. And the, but you know what? There's yeah. also, you know, there's so many people out there now, I mean, because – there's, I mean, you're in competition with a lot of people, but there are a lot of writers, so there are a lot of people that like certain different genres, you know, and you can't right. have someone reviewing. If a person doesn't like thrillers or they don't like romance, then they have no business reviewing a romance if they if they only like thrillers because they're not going to see it right. for what it is or a comedy if they just want drama. You know, that, right. there's a lot of unfairness in how things go out, you know. And like you're saying, Publishers Weekly, you know, and, you know, I mean, when pe- people start doing this, these, you know, it's not good for writers, you know. And the independent yeah. publishers, I think they are getting some of their own medicine back. They have missed so many good authors right. by just right. being so stubborn. Oh, for sure. Yep. That, they have sad. no clue that's what sad. they're doing. Zero clue. None. Having dealt with them for so long and having yeah. put out 30, to, I yeah. think 30 to 35 uh, traditional books, maybe over that, maybe 40-something, um, they really have no clue what no. they're doing whatsoever. No. And no. uh, you, you're dealing with some newbie right out of right out of college who's an editor and making zero money, and um, they they throw the money in, into a profit loss statement, and yeah. or rather they throw, they throw the you know you know they look at algorithms and all this sort of garbage. And uh, um, you know, I had okay one in particular. I'll be specific. One of my major pubs. I, okay, my one of my best selling books is is the remains right. And yeah. it's sold, I don't know, probably about, I don't know, probably 150,000 copies at this point, probably more, more probably because okay. there was two, two editions, maybe closer to 200,000. But anyway, um, I'm like, I have a sequel to it called The Ashes. And they're like, oh, that's a non-starter because you're not supposed to come out with a, uh, a, uh, a sequel like past like a year or two after the, the first book. And I'm like, what are you That's kidding? Ridiculous. Like, That's ridiculous. And so I, I did it under bare, <laughs> right. I did, I put it out under bare media and it's like my second independent best-selling book next to, yeah, uh, the that's, that's, that's insane. I mean, that's really <laughs> bad advice. And see, that's the yeah, problem. It was just stupid. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, just stupid. if people, because yeah. it does take time to write a book. Okay. And sometimes it takes yeah. longer than others. And you know, right. you can't like a lot of times, you know, a person might take six months, a year, a year and a half, two years, but the writer still can write, and they write the story. So right. somebody could read it, and somebody told me something, which actually I think is a pretty good idea and mentally is a good thing for some people. I don't know if it will work for me. It might. I'm going to try. Because if you're going to write a series sometimes that possibly we all spend too much time, on, if we're doing a series, on what happened, so because we want the reader to know if they didn't read the other 
part of it. And there's some authors right. out there that now are adding the first chapter to be the last chapter of the book where they end it off. And when I heard this, I thought for me it might be a good idea or it may be a good idea for someone to start it that way and then they continue their writing and they might not even need that. But it's a good way to to really start where you need to – because sometimes you feel you have to explain things to authors. And to me, when I feel that way, I kind of feel like I'm boring them, and that was my problem. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I'm not feeling that. Yeah, see, I know. (laughs) But – but for a, but it's not a bad idea in a lot of ways because this way they may not have read a book and they won't be bored. I got bored, though, trying to figure out, thinking, well, right. should I put this in? I'm thinking, like, I already know this. They don't know this, but it sounds boring when I'm writing it. So, I mean, right. that you have to be aware of if, you're, if, you feel, if you feel bored, then your writer, then your reader might be bored, too. That's how I look at oh, it. Oh, sure. Yeah, if yeah. I'm not having fun, then there's a problem. Yeah, right, exactly, because you also mentioned fun. Okay, so right. that is the number one thing that most authors over the years do not feel anymore because they're writing right. for audiences and they don't have fun. And it seems to me now probably more than ever for you, I don't know, because you're writing all these short things and you're getting all your thoughts out and having a good time with stories yep. just because you can and that's good. Yeah, just because I can. Yeah, I can, and and I, I discovered I can do it, and I can do it well. So why not, right? And uh, right. I'm building this intellectual property pile and licensing pile that uh, I look at it like um, I bought. You know, like uh, I'm, like I'm, I have access to all this land, and I keep putting up a little subdivision here, a house here, a house here, a house here, and uh, you know, after a while, I have yep. an empire. Well, that's, you know, okay, so and I want to explain another thing for people that are listening. When we say short, I mean short, like you have 25 pages, you have 44 pages, you have 85 pages, right. and so I like that a lot, okay? And I, I write novellas a lot of times because I like that, and I think people right. like that, and I think that our world is a fast world now. So I think exactly. people, when you say short, that means 25 pages. It's just getting the story out. And, you know, sometimes it's like you don't need a very lengthy story to make it a good one. No, I, I believe that's old-fashioned old thinking. And I yes. think, uh, right. um, yeah. I mean, give, give, say, say you're taking the train into New York for work. And you can read half an 80-page story on the way in and the other half yep. on the way And I way think home. that's great. I think that's really great. And I think right. personally, no, having talked to so many production companies, they do not want to read 400 pages. They really don't. You know, they'll, <laughs> yeah. And they'll have other people read it, but they might pick up something that's 85 pages and just read it. Yeah. Yep. But they're and, not going to uh, pick up 500 pages and read it, just read it. Right. They're going right. to have somebody else and read are, it and tell them if right. it's good or not. And that's right. Not and good. I construct these. Right, and I construct them with chapters. They're like very short chapters, you know. Yeah. So um, it's, I think it's, it's a great it's idea, like, and I think people out there that are listening, this is a good way to start your career if you just don't have it in you at the time right now to write 400 pages, and you have a story, and you think you can do it in right. 40 pages, 50 pages. You put a cover on it and get it out, get it edited, right. and get it out. And you yep. know, and I, you know, I'm thinking this is smart for people. I mean, because I like this, and I think these are newer things that maybe the traditional publishers don't want to do because they don't think they're going to make enough money. But, you know, I mean, when it comes down to it, 
the author matters. And you, one of your, um, one of the videos, you were saying that the author didn't matter as much. And now, you know, when you're with a big publisher, and when you publish yourself right. and you get all, this all done, you're in charge. You're the boss. You make the decisions. Yeah. It, yep. Well, you know, you know how the, the old paradigm um, in traditional publishing, when a book succeeds, the publishers take credit. When a book flops, it's the author's <laughs> right. fault. And right. so in this, in, in, so with, 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 with bare media, like I, I, I'll look, you know, I'll look at, it's a business. So I'll look at a P and L sheet and I'll, and yeah. I'll, and it, and sometimes I, some, on occasion I've found myself having a meeting with myself saying, um, you know, <laughs> I get Mr. It. I Mr. Get Zandrew, we, we, Mr. Zandrew, we're sorry to inform you this, but we can no longer carry on with this uh, series. You know, so, uh, hey, that's just, that's the way, that's the way it rolls. But it's truth because it's like, ah, I got to go on to something else. You know, that might, no, I think you have to sometimes sit with yourself. I think, I think that's a problem for people. They don't think about it themselves. I do have conversations with myself sometimes and I go, you know what? I'll say like, what's wrong with you? Just do it, you know, because I think the person in us gets us moving, not somebody else. We, we have it in us. To just say, do it. And I've done it. You know, like I used to, people used to laugh when I said this, but almost every movie that I see, when there's a crisis, a person looks in the right. mirror in a movie and they talk to themselves. People used to think that was But almost every movie, they, they look oh, at yeah, themselves sure. and go, what am I doing? And so sometimes you have to sit back and say, what am I doing? And who am I really right. as a writer? Not someone right. else. You can't be like that's one of the things about your videos that are really good because you're a person just like all of us right. and you're telling someone the way it really is not like the way they think it is or the way the production companies or the publishers or the agents tell you because you know it's really hard like I became an agent I couldn't get one you can't get one and if you're new forget that so I had all these new people right. and so you know but now it's open. So as we said at the beginning, it's like it's such an open field for people that they shouldn't have the fear of right. who's going to read it because they can help themselves. And if the first one isn't great, maybe the second one will be, or the third or the fourth right. or the fifth. Like you keep going and you don't stop. And sometimes if you stop to look back, that's not good. Just move forward. And I think that works. It always Always, see, always, think, always right, move forward. Yeah, and see, because I think you've got that. That's your. You do have a plan. You know, that's your plan. Oh, your yeah. plan is yep. you have a plan that what you see in your future, not what someone else sees for you. It's you're in charge of your own life, and that matters. That's right. You know, yep. and you and, took uh, it upon yourself to do the YouTube, and that's a. I think that's a plus, a big plus. Yeah, and it's funny because. Uh, um, when I started the, when I started it, you know, um, I, I, it was a few weeks before I, I, I went to Italy in for June, and uh, I really got into it when I was in Italy. And um, yeah, I saw that. Um, I saw and that. When, when I got back, when I got back, like um, one lady who, I don't want to get into it, but she was kind of stalking me. Um, she's like, you need to stop these videos. You know, they're no good, and um, you're just, you know. They, they scream of desperation and all this stuff. I'm like, what uh, are you talking about? I know. What are you talking about? And I was like, you know what? This this lady was crazy. And I was like, I was like, yeah. I must be doing something right. Therefore, you know what right, I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's wrong. I mean, what 
I mean, what you're doing is you're giving good, solid advice, but you're not. You're a person that has sold a lot, and you've been traditionally yeah. published, and it's not like it's sour grapes. You've made money. You already sold a lot of copies. You have a writer's life. Right. So you're not a person yeah. coming out of nowhere telling them what they need to do. You're a person that's been there, done that, for not just one year, you know, or five that's months right. in the I- business. Right, and I have a lot to, I can, um, you know, it's funny, We ha- uh, my agent had a, uh, a conference this weekend, a Zoom conference uh, on marketing. He does it every year, yeah. and, um, and like, I'm like, I've become like at my stage of the game, like the go-to person during these conferences, like, you know, well, okay. Vince, tell them about this, or, you know, Vince, like, <laughs> what's your idea on this, or, you know, like, just be, and it's all because I'm one of those guys that has been here since, been doing it since, Late 1998. Yep. And I and I can't tell you, Marcia, the writers, editors, and publishers I've seen come and go. Yeah. You know. Oh. And, oh, oh uh, me too. Oh, me too. You know, and 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 I've I've survived it. I've just stuck it out, and uh, okay. I've seen newer, younger writers come in and make a fortune and then disappear, or I've seen, you know, like... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, I, one I've time just wonders, seen it all. One, you know? Right, one-time wonders, yep. yeah, that just come out, do one book, and that's the end of it. And, you know, yep. but this is, you know, for me, and I know it is for you too, it's a commitment of our life that what we really like to do. And I don't, I personally, right. I sometimes think, I wonder what people do in their spare time in their mind, because I'm always thinking of things, <laughs> and I'm wondering if people just sit there and not think of anything. I have always thought of my characters, just things happening to them and what's going on in their life, but I can't imagine not having that in my life. I don't even yeah, know what I would I do ima- without I, that. I mean, yeah, and I can't, um, I can't, I mean, I've been in the corporate world. I mean, like when I was in my mid-20s and stuff like that, I worked for my dad and all that. Um, yeah, you were in construction business. Even up until, right? Yeah. right, even up at, yeah, even up until writing school and including writing school. Yeah. Um, and I, I was like, I can't, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. I just can't yeah. do it. And uh, I need some other non-conventional type of thing and uh i had already been writing and all that and i just i i I knew it i knew it like from early on i'm like i'm going to be a writer and that's it yeah that's it end of story and a lot of us had other careers i i I worked in hospitals for 15 20 years you know in doctor's offices and i also have electronic business and you know i write you know for a magazine i do and i do the podcast but i do a lot of different things but my when i when i'm sitting down to write this is when I'm happy. And That's I and right. especially when you've had a good day of writing and you know yep. you've had a good day. Some days are not so good, but if you've had a good day right. and you and and something came to you that you didn't know, you go, "Oh, I mean, it's like a really great feeling." So I think that right. those are the things that if writers don't have those feelings, you know, they can't put it in their books. You know, you have to have emotion, good and bad. You know, even if you if you write tough right. characters, which you do, you know, and but you have yep. to have emotion in that. You just right. can't write it without emotion, you know. And so nope. I think that's what people have to sit down and say: Does it bring an emotion to somebody else? If if you feel emotion when you're writing it, and like I said before, if you're bored by your own writing, and if you read back some of your work and you really think it's 
it's not great and it doesn't bring anything good to you, it may not bring it right. to an So redo it. I have started all over sometimes if I had to because I thought something was wrong. And, I, and then the next right. time I've written it, I go, oh, this works. But the other didn't. Right. Right. You, I'm uh, you sure know, you criticize this, yourself. Yeah. Of course. This this even extends to um, my journalism and. Uh, yeah. Um, for instance, uh, you know, I work for an influencer part time. You know, like uh, on a freelance basis out in L.A. Yeah. And I do almost a piece a day for them, and uh, and it it's really enjoyable and informative, of course, and all these things. But uh, it it takes me back to like, I mean, some of the subjects you might think are dry, but I, it, I heard this one quote once from um, this great freelance journalist. Uh, oh, what was her name? Um, anyway, she was stationed in Afghanistan for a while. I, in fact, I sent an email to her, and I haven't heard back, which worries me. But anyway, she said, um, you, you, if you, if you want to be a freelancer and travel the world a whole bit, um, you, you must learn to write interestingly about a teabag. Yeah, and well, what, of so course, of that, course, I could believe that. Yeah, of, mm-hmm. of course, the meaning being like you must learn to write interesting about the most mundane of subjects, and yeah. so like if you can if you can do that on a nonfiction level, you can certainly um, create some great fun for yourself and for your readers yeah. um, in yeah. the fiction realm. Right, fun. When you fun. when, when you, know, you can right. do whatever you want. Yeah, and I think that you know that's what one of the things about having you on a show is because you absolutely tell the truth as it really is, you know, because I think, unfortunately, there's a lot of bad advice out there, you know, and I do think people need to hear these things because I think they, they think them, but then they think something's wrong with them and maybe they shouldn't be in this business because they have these fears and they, you know, and, you know, sometimes you think if you're not making money, but it's not about money always. It's about the finished product. If you, sit right. back and say, I really enjoyed the story I've just written, then that's satisfaction yep. in itself. It can't always yep. be about money. It's nice to make money. There's no doubt about right. that. But if you really put right. something out that you're, you know, and you, who knows, in five years, a year, somebody could pick it up and say, you know what, I think this will be a great movie. And it could happen. It's not right. an impossible theory, you know. And I think keeping that in mind that, And certainly when people tell you they like your work, it's a good feeling. And I think people do like that. You know, when you meet someone and they'll say, oh, you know, I really love this story, or they mention a character, this makes an author feel so good. That's right. You know, that someone else cares about what you've done. So at the end of the day, what what do you really think? Like, okay, there's one more thing we didn't discuss I wanted to. All right, Kindle Unlimited. You're on Kindle Unlimited. A lot of people don't Uh, think they – some of your stuff is on Kindle Unlimited, right? Right. Well, what I do is um, when a book is brand new, I put it in Kindle Unlimited for three months. And then Uh when the three-month period is up, then I go wide with it. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I've been doing that for years and years and years. Starting it there, yeah. uh, Yeah, just start it there and, um, you know, give it a – you know, it's just – I don't know. It just seems to make sense to me to do it that way. And, um, you know, because still Amazon's still the primary platform. So uh, I I think it is. I take mine off and on and then I ended up I put them back on there because actually for me mentally, it's just easier to know. Just go look on Amazon. Just advertise that way because the marketing is is a pain in the neck and it's 
easier if you just say you're on Amazon and Audible. Oh, I know. Most people, they don't know what Smashwords, regular people, oh, they don't know that. They don't know what that means. They don't know. You know, they don't right. care. And like, oh, this is another thing. This is one of the most important things. Your reader doesn't care who publishes you. No, no, they're not looking at the spine. <laughs> yeah, they care less. So long as it's a great professionally done book, you know, has to be yep, up there. Exactly. I consider the books, I consider the bare media books better than um, almost all the traditional books that I have out. Um, better edited, um, better, better presentation. Um, they're beautiful. Yeah, and, you know, and that's one of the things, right, because the reader doesn't, know all the publishers there are there's i mean i mean there's naturally big six or whatever but there, there's others after that and there's smaller publishers yeah. and they really don't care they want to read a book right big three now they don't care <laughs> they don't care yep. so those are all the nope. right and so they, those are all the things now that people and the cover does matter they like the how covers are they do notice those things you know and sure. um i think that those are the things that if people are you know wanting to write a book you have to have like a good presentation, you have to do some marketing because marketing, which I hate, but I do it. I don't like it, oh. but I do it. Yeah, I, I yeah, spend probably. If I never probably, did it again, I wouldn't miss it. If I never did it again, oh. I wouldn't miss it. But you got to do you gotta it. Learn to, you got to learn. It's, it's kind of like egg whites. You just have to learn to love them because uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I probably spend a couple hours a day on the marketing end of things. Yeah, yeah. I do. You know, I'm on there on Facebook a lot, and I do have a couple of people that are posting things for me. But I'm on every day because also I like to just see, you know, what's going on out there. Because I think you learn a lot about what's happening just by scrolling sometimes and doing, you know, looking at other people's things. You know, and I think uh, you have to do that. So I think if right. you're not going to be willing to do any kind of marketing, then forget it. You have to market. And being on a podcast oh, or a, like you have the iTunes, you know, YouTube, those are yeah. really big deals because the, people look at that and people listen to podcasts. They really do. I mean, I did podcasts before. Right. Everybody would say, like, what is a podcast? You know, because I started 14 right. years ago. Now everybody and their brother has a podcast. You know, but, oh, sure. Yeah. But, yep. but when you have videos out, which I haven't done those because, but I do think videos are probably the best way to communicate with your public because they see. Yeah, you and I, I, I want people. Yeah, I want pe I want people to see me and yeah, recognize yeah. me, and uh, it's more personal, I think. And um, um, the, the 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 main point or the main thing you have to keep in mind if you're going to start one is you have to be consistent, and yes. uh, consistency yeah. is key. Yeah. And like consistency no, meaning. Meaning you have to put you have to do one a day or one every seven every six days like yeah. for two years, you know before yeah. you really get traction. So yeah, yeah you have to keep right, look at you have to really work at this. And after all is said and done and everything we've talked about today, this takes work. If you don't want to put in the work, you can't do it. And that's what no, I tell people. It's a lot of work. They, they, I get people email me. They want to do this. They want. I said look at. I said you just need to know that you're not going to learn everything in one day. This takes work. Oh, We're not yeah. born knowing yep. how to do this. <laughs> okay, nope. one last thing before we go. You wanted to talk sure. about pa paper. You said you mentioned that. Oh, yeah. I, I just I, I, haven't, I haven't spoken about this or blogged about this yet or spoken about the writer's life, but um, people don't realize that there really is a paper shortage in the yeah. publishing industry right now. And what's yeah. happening is um, even authors – uh, new authors, for instance, who have done well with the first print run, 
they're not getting a second print run. And the problem, because there's just no paper, and hardbacks right. are going to like start start reaching like forty five dollars a piece. That's um, so much money. Oh, that's you know people. Don't oh my god! Do and that. so they just can't. Right. And but the tragedy of this whole thing is, going forward, um, other publishers are going to look at a profit loss statement, and they're not going to remember that there was a paper shortage at that time. They're just going to see that the author didn't sell it. A lot of copies, and, that's and therefore not, not that's, signed. That's them. bad. That's going to and be bad gonna, for the Yeah. A lot of traditional uh, trust. Trust me. A lot of traditional um, careers are going to get destroyed this year because yeah. of that. Well, yeah, it's true. And you know, but you know, the fact of audiobooks even for children, audiobooks work. And Kindle, you know, I love it. A lot of people don't, and I understand that they want right. to hold the paper. But it may not be right. there, so they have to get used to yeah. going online and reading it. Or, you know, I even read things on my phone. Which at the beginning, when this, when we, I first years ago, I'd say, "How could you read a book on the phone?" But you can, you can do it. You know, right. it's well, in your I hate hand. To, you know, and I hate you just to read it. Right. I hate to say it, but like, get on a plane or get on a train and look at how many people are looking at their phones compared to a, a paper book. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And you don't have to take yeah. anything with you. And I, I think it's, you know, I love it because I listen to audiobooks. So, you know, and I, right. you know, when you have, you know, wh- whatever you're doing, if you're driving, you can just listen to it, you know. And so I think sure. it's a good thing. But, you know, listen, uh, everybody has their own. But I think we wanted to talk about the paper yep. a little, but, you know, so people are yep. aware of all the things that are happening. So uh, where yep. can they find you? Uh, just go to uh, vinzandry.com and uh, you'll get everything. You'll get the whole shoot and match. And you keep, um, up, with on, your, you keep up with your website. I see that. Oh, you know, yeah. Some people yep, don't. Yep. I, have a brand, yeah. I have a brand new website. It's really cool. Um, and I'm on all the social media sites and all that sort of stuff. And you can, if you want to go to the YouTube channel, it's uh, The Writer's Life. Yeah, and they're um, all on the page, it, right, on the page for the radio show, all of that's there, your YouTube everything. channel's there, your website, right, and so they could find yep. everything, and, you know, uh, I encourage people to listen to your YouTubes, because they really, they're short, and they're to the point, and they help. Yes, please, please subscribe. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. And thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. It's thank a great for- time having you because I I just love the way you just tell everybody just the way it is. And so I think to oh, me I, that I matters. That. All right. Take care. I appreciate right, take that. Take care, everybody. And thanks right. so much, Marcus. You're welcome. All right. All right. You're Bye-bye. welcome. And everybody take care and have a good night. Thank you. See Bye-bye. you Thursday. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye.